as much as it'd be cool to have a women's team, as much as it'd be cool to have a master's team, there are already places for masters and women and all this Definitely. stuff, especially in our community that already yeah. existed. There wasn't a place for your teen to 20 something male that wanted to give it a whack and the one two field. <laughs> yeah. And, and believe that. And, and also when you get it, when you get a team like that in a town like that, you know, you guys, especially with the, the Chico stage race where you get a, some notoriety when you're there. That's good for the younger kids to say, Oh, this is a team yeah. I would like to get to someday. And yeah. you at least have some parameters. It's not just, then I could use it. It's not as easy to get into as community college. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 36 of Between Two Wheels Podcast, Cycling News, Commentary, Analysis, and Interviews from Northern California. I'm your host, one of them, I shouldn't say your host, but I'm one of the hosts, Tyler Yonke, and as always, we have Chris Flower. Chris, I'm going to ask you, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. And you did not race with us today. We didn't run down and did snowing, so you should be doing extra special. I'm much more rested than you guys, yeah. so I'm ready to go. But we missed you. So. We did. I missed you guys. Yeah, and, and you just heard chime in, that's Kurt Mills. Kurt, how are you yeah. doing? Good. I'm doing good. And you did race today. I did. You yeah. raced well, I And hear. you raced well. Sure. <laughs> well, and we'll just get into that it. later. That's, that's, the, that's the big one. Okay, so today we're doing another, another segment of introducing a team that we have out there, and today we're really happy to have Ryan Oaks in studio in my office today with us joining us on a Saturday night. Uh, welcome. Thank you for coming. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you. So give us your team name, the whole team name, because everyone's a little different. <laughs> right, we like right. to add on to it. Uh, what's your team name and where are you guys uh, based I'll out? stop you. It's, oh, it's yeah, Chico yeah. Corsa, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Wait, that was that was a while ago. Yeah. That's a yeah. terrible. It's not the first time I've heard that one from <laughs> Kurt. Go yeah, on, he, he oh, my bad. I, <laughs> the, I the official name of our team is the A Main Cycling Team. Said A like the letter, as if as if they were two words, A and then Main. Uh, a Main Cycling Team. We're sponsored by uh, A Main Cycling dot com. Is the the name of the company that sponsors us. And where are they based out of Chico? They are out of Chico. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what do you get? What's the what's their big sponsorship for you? Is it is it product? Is it just name recognition? What do they What do they pretty much doing for you guys um they support us in a lot of different ways um financially they're uh, one of our biggest they're our biggest sponsor that's why we're they're the title sponsor um we get uh you know they sell a lot of bicycle product on the website so we get a really good discount on all that stuff um and if there's stuff we need we can kind of ask and they can see if they can support us or if they have other ways to support us so because they're a fairly large i guess a small company but you know fairly large as far as like being a, a e-com uh, California company, um, they have a lot of in-house resources, and so uh, all sorts of little stuff that we we sometimes need. They're able to help out with like little stuff like um, we want an easy up to take to a race. They've got an easy up for us. We want name stickers for our bike. They can print name stickers. That kind of stuff. Are they are they primarily a, a sports oriented e-commerce store? Is that, do they have a brick and yeah. mortar? Yes and yes. Yeah. So they're actually, the company is uh, 14-ish years old and uh, primarily operates in the remote control industry. So hobbies, I guess is what Drones. we call it. Drones. I'm familiar with some of that stuff. Yeah. Drones, RC cars, boats, trains, that kind of stuff. Um, they've been selling that online for 14 plus years. They have a little 
a little brick and mortar store in Chico that sells that as well. And then uh, the owner was getting really into bikes and they thought, wow, this would be really cool to just apply our model to bicycles and started doing that about just over four years ago now. Oh, that's good. That's how long they sponsored your team as well? Or? Yep. We get, we got in with them just after they launched bikes as one of kind of their big first marketing endeavors. So we've been with them since the beginning of bicycles, I guess. And, and their owner, uh, who's that? I don't know. If, if you yeah, want, no, it's fine. To... I'm, he'd be fine with it. Um, his name is Kendall Bennett. He's a, um, an Australian guy that um, kind of transplanted himself to California and has been living in Chico for a long, long time now. And that's where he started his company and where he's been where he's had it since. And, uh, he does some, some bike racing, some bike riding. You'll see him at some Sacramento cyclocross races. Occasionally he'll be out at uh, Chico stage race. I'm sure he'll be there. Um, he comes out on our race rides and stuff and yeah, he just loves getting on the bike. He loves Zwifting. You might see him on Zwift. I think he's okay, like sweet a level 15 or something. Is that a thing? I don't Zwift, so I don't know. <laughs> Sounds impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons uh, type yeah. of thing. Level, <laughs> level 15. Uh, cool. Okay. What about your other sponsors? I'm sure it's not just, or, or is it everything kind of funneled through a main and like what they get, then they pass that on as like a package or who else do you have out there that you need to talk about? Yeah. The team is its own separate entity. A-Main is one of the sponsors, so we're kind of on our own to get our other sponsors. Um, so we have, they're our primary, like I said, cash sponsor. Um, but we have other sponsors that mostly support in the way of um, equipment and different things. So Giant has been a big one with us yeah. for a long time. They help out with equipment. Um, we're currently doing their shoes and their helmets, and we've been doing their bikes for a while now. Um, we also have uh, some, a lot of little smaller companies actually some of our Sacramento teammates have helped us get up with um, Rack and Road, with Hook and Ladder, the the restaurant in downtown. Um, so there's kind of some small small stuff there. But we get uh, water bottles and cages from Elite. We get clothing support from Jack Roo. I'm trying to not forget anybody, but there there are others as well. Yeah. I, I really like your your um, your giant. You guys have had giant bikes for several years, and I always yeah. think that's been pretty cool. How do you like the? Obviously, you're going to say good things, but yeah. I mean, there's, I haven't heard bad things about Giant anyway. Well, I've ridden a lot of their bikes. I've worked in the industry quite a while, yeah. so I was one of those guys who would get a new bike every year. And Giant's been one of the best bikes I've ridden, so it's up there with it. I mean, it's it is the same caliber of bike as a Tarmac. It is the same caliber of bike as you know a, a Trek Madone. It's it's in the same realm. It's probably not any better, and it's definitely not any worse. Yeah. Good, good stuff. High quality race bike. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It does the job day in, day out. It's a good workhorse. Now, I, saw, I remember a few years ago, you guys went to, I want to say Valley of the Tour of the Valley of the Sun. Valley of the Sun. Valley of the Sun. Mm-hmm. And, you, the sun, and you yeah. took like the A-Main big, you guys had yes. the big A-Main bus. They had the, the, the RV, yeah. You still got a van outside. Oh, did yeah. you, did you pull that up? Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> just parked that on there. That's why the light just dimmed <laughs> when he pulled in. Yeah, we, we, uh, that was actually the owner's like personal vehicle for a long time. Gotcha. And he's like, ah, I'm done with this. So they were like, cool, we'll just wrap it and we'll use it for events. And that year we had kind of free reign to take it all over the place. Is, so is, it, is that no longer? It is no longer. It has been replaced <laughs> by a more practical sprinter van. Yeah, but that van is like ridiculous compared to other teams. Other teams don't typically get support like that. So that's that is true. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. And it's not like we're given that stuff. It's just we have access to it, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. if it's not being used on a given weekend, we're like, hey, can we borrow that? Like, yeah. Same we do difference. own the kind of janky little van we drive around. That is actually a team van. We purchased that out of our our team funds, and so we actually own that. Um, but well, that, yeah. Kurt, Chris, can you look into? <laughs> we'll get on that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I, I highly up. recommend a team van. It's really fun. 
No, that's cool. Right. Yeah, that I, Kurt, you can maintain it. The bummer is uh, somebody has to be in charge of it, funds. so like our registration just expired because we're not paying attention to no one. No one feels ownership personally over the van. So, well, so yeah, how does that structurally? Uh, who's that registered to? I, uh, maybe we don't need to even get into it. Probably this. goes down a very uh, questionably legal path. So yeah, we'll just kind <laughs> oh, of well, maybe saying it on a podcast. Yeah, well, exactly. Should not affect you at all. I'm sure that's yeah. fine. Well, I'm glad it's registered now. It is. Right? I think. That, just say it is. Yes, it's definitely it's, registered. It's on the up and up. Yes, Everything's good. Are really looking good. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's let's go through your roster and kind of uh, talk about who you guys. And I, I we saw we were waiting with bated breath each day as you were re- <laughs> releasing your roster online. Mm, yeah. Uh, whose that. idea was that? And and what kind of role do you play with like team structure? Uh, obviously, you've, yeah. you're one of the higher ups of organizing. I, I'd imagine higher ups. That's how yeah. they talk about themselves. Yeah. yeah, I get referred to as a higher up for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, uh, you're in management. What do they call that? Was is that it's a level? A f- you're a founder. Is that a level yeah, fifteen? Yeah, it's like a level fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say you destroyed Chico Corsa as a club, <laughs> right? Like you, you're the reason that club's no longer. And you did and you have Brennan, a money stake in this, Kurt? Why, why no. are you so and no, hostile? It, it, he was a founder. Kurt, I think of Corsa. Kurt did did not appreciate how small Chico was and how many teams Chico had and how all the teams in Chico each of their names started with Chico. Yeah, well, in Corsa. So for yeah. years, I just continued to call them Chico Corsa. <laughs> yes, no, I remember. Even that. though they were obviously, you guys have turned into a hell of a team. But um, so, who founded the team? It was you, myself, um, Brennan Percy, and Corey Duran were the three original like founders. We we kind of uh, decided to start our own team, as I'm sure many teams do. It's like, oh, this, the current teams that we've been on that we're on just don't really align with our goals and what we want to do. So we want to do our own thing. Um, I think it was originally all built around kind of bridging the gap between we knew there were these uh, Mike's Bikes level teams in the district and these teams that had retired pros, former pros, guys becoming pro national caliber guys. And then you had a lot of like club racing teams and not much in between that wanted to be serious, but also wanted to have a life um, and didn't necessarily want to be on a professional trajectory. So we were like, we, we should set out to do this and we will try and access as many resources as we can to make sure we develop our guys and upgrade them was the big goal. Like, let's get everybody upgraded. Let's get them to cat two. Let's get them to cat one. Let's focus on that. Yeah. And not really much beyond that, but like get to that point and then see what we can do with it. Had your uh, first year recruiting. I mean, you know, you probably, it was probably friends or word of mouth yes, or how did that totally. kind of go about? It was, yeah, it was just like almost desperation. Like, please, like <laughs> if you can, if you don't have a team, just sign up. And we were trying to focus on Chico um, and people in Chico. And so we were very like lenient originally. Like, yeah, sure. You've got a bike, you're have a pulse and you live in Chico, join the team. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> um, and since we've kind of like gotten more serious and set tighter parameters since then. And that's not exactly true though. Cause your team is always, it's always been guys that were like cat twos and ones. So it wasn't, it hasn't, you the first of... two years we were only threes and twos. Okay. But still, but, yeah, no, we haven't, we weren't like, twos and if ones, you weren't a, <laughs> But that's still that's different than yeah, just yes, going yes. out to the community and saying yeah. if you ride a bike. We, but there was already Chico Corsa, right? So that's we didn't true. need to repeat that. Right. So yeah, no, we we did want to be a lot more specific though. It was like, as much as it'd be cool to have a women's team, as much as it'd be cool to have a masters team, there are already places for masters and women and all this Definitely. stuff, especially in our community that already yeah. existed. There wasn't a place for your teen to twenty something male that wanted to give it a whack and the. One two field, 
Yeah, and and we'll leave that. And and also when you get it, when you get a team like that in a town like that, you know, you guys especially with the the Chico stage race where you get a, some notoriety when you're there, that's good for the younger kids to say, oh, this is a team yeah. I would like to get to someday, and yeah. you at least have some parameters. It's not just then I could use it. It's not as easy to get into as community college. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you know it, it's it serves you well, I think, in that matter. So yeah, and and with that, say like if that that kid or that you know even past the junior this developing up and they don't have an opportunity or the access to, or they're just geographically too far away from the development teams and those teams that can push them where they need to go. Um, we can help out and kind of be that stepping stone. And yeah, we don't, we don't have the retired pros. We don't have the guys that know the ins and outs of the highest level of racing, but we know a good bit about it. And we at least know people that we can connect them to and help them kind of put on a good show so that maybe they can launch off of us. So when that first year, oh, it's hard. I didn't mean to. You, you look like you're ready. To I was just going to ask. Uh, so you guys, when did you actually form the team, and uh, how many years have you been together now? This is our fifth season. So yeah, five five years okay. ago now. Um, cool. And, and you've obviously grown since the the first couple of years, and it looks like you've also branched out geographically, reached yeah. into the Sacramento yeah. and Bay Area. That first year, we ended up actually having a couple guys from the Sacramento area um, that we raced with and really enjoyed racing with and thought had kind of the same mentality and focus as us. And since then, it's been a couple more guys in Sac. We've got a couple guys in the Bay. Um, yeah, so we've definitely spread out, but we still kind of try and stay true to the vast majority of the guys are out of the Chico area. The sponsor is out of Chico. It kind of has a Chico-centric focus to it, I guess. Cool. Do like the California version of the Basque teams? Only staying to their region, so yeah, Table yeah. Mountain, um, <laughs> like that Chico cycling community. It seems like there was already a community there, but absolutely. But your team maybe is focused the community a little more on performance and racing. Is that is that true? I know Rodney Cox has his racing series. Yep. Obviously, the Wildflower has been a really successful century for mm-hmm. a really really long time. Yeah, but um, I sort of noticed like the group rides up there and so forth. It seems like you guys took those seriously. And people started coming out and sort of seeing like racing as an option more. Is that? Yeah, I guess. Um, yes, that's that's pretty true. You know, Chico Velo puts on the the wildflower number other centuries. And that's that's been a, a huge deal for Chico. Um, Chico is a pretty bike friendly town as a yeah. whole. Mountain biking is really popular in Chico. Um, I think what we kind of brought in was let's have a less recreational and more focused um, opportunity and option. And like you said, kind of show that. Um, The reality is Chico has some really, really fast riders who have never pinned on a number before. A ton of them, guys that love going and doing eight-hour events, 24-hour events that ride in the dirt, ride on the road, and they love just that epic kind of riding and can hang with us and want to hang with us. And they... (laughs) They don't. They aren't necessarily the best um, instructors when it comes to bringing new people up through the ranks because they don't know. They haven't ever. All they know is how to ride really, really hard, which yeah. is like a great thing to have. But I think it's kind of nice to be able to. Hey, you know, like the wind's coming from that side, so right over here. <laughs> you know, let's not right. rotate this direction. We need to rotate into the wind and be able to help and instruct that because that just was never there. So. Yeah. yeah. So in your first few years of racing, um, I'm trying to, who was your, your main guys that were, were winning race or were you winning races those first few years? Our, our first year, I don't think we even set foot on a podium. We, we might have, like it was, it was, um, it was 
I don't even know how, like everybody was not taking it quite as serious. We, we didn't know what our potential was, I guess. And weren't sure like, Oh man, we kind of scraped together some money. You know, we're going to go race bikes. We've got this, we're just figuring it out. And by the second year, I think was our, actually our breakthrough year. Um, we picked up Anthony Ferretti that year. Uh, he had just graduated from college. He was going to be moving back home. He wasn't sure if he wanted to kind of start a career and all this stuff. And he decided, you know what, let me just give it one more go on the bike. And he got a job part-time at Dutch Bros. He gave him like a six-month cannot work list and <laughs> trained 20 hours a week for like four months. And then we started winning races. Yeah. Then And well, and to your guys' credit too, you said there's twos and threes. And so obviously yeah. a bunch of those threes moved up. Well, I don't know. I'm so, Several of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had some support. So I remember watching you guys, you know, you had Anthony who can all of a sudden turn some, some, some results and you guys would line up at the front for, you know, leading them out. And there was some, some fails, but, oh yeah, but some you know, we were flops. talking about this the other week too. It's like, um, Anthony's getting results and you guys are getting some stuff and it's, uh, it's developed over the last several years where when you guys come to the front, it's not just, Okay, you're going to hit the front maybe too right, early right. and wind out. It's going to be something's going to come of it and it's uh, it's good to see. We like yeah. to see that kind of success in a way. So, yeah. It's been good. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, no, I think we're done. Doing <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. No, so Anthony came on your team obviously. That was yeah. a big help. Maybe we should go about talking about who's on there this year, who returned yeah. and then who your new guys are. Can we, can we ask who the tall the, the really really tall guy Yes, who's, that is because uh, he's really, really nice. He's really nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's Josh. Josh Robner is his name. Okay. okay. Um, he currently, actually, I was going to say he currently lives in Occidental. I believe he just moved this last weekend to San Francisco, so he is living in San Francisco currently. Uh, originally from New Jersey. Okay. And um, he's been in kind of the messenger world. Um, he owned a messenger company out of uh, New York City, and has kind of been traveling and racing all over the place he ended up um i think the highest level he was racing at was at, he was actually on the lupus development team for a while um so he's he's done some pretty big races did he take like stuff. last year off or a year or two because yeah I, like I the last looking, three years okay okay <laughs> yeah yeah he hasn't been at it for a while i think it was uh bariani 2015 he was out there and kind of hasn't really touched the bike much since other than recreationally he yeah. went down in that corner with the oil and just never recovered. <laughs> you know, you the, know the what I'm talking oil. about, right? <laughs> Under the tree, yeah. Yeah. Sure. This, is, okay. this guy's never done that course. I haven't done that Everybody one, acted yeah. like I didn't know what I was talking about, but the right, the it right. Seemed time, made up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right, I've done sure. that race. I don't remember the oil, but hey, I do remember that race in. Boy, I did it in the Cat Threes in like 2013 or something like that. 2014. And there is a almost like a time lapse photo from the finish because it used to have those rollers in the finish. Yeah. Of a full width of the field where you just see a bottle in the air. And then you see in the next picture a rear wheel. And then you see a whole bike. And then you see people like diving off both sides of the road, flipping over barbed wire. And something like half the field went down in the sprint because it's just like two little bumps right before the finish. It all stacks up into the back of itself. And you can't cross the white line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> whatever ridiculous out. enforcements they had, it was right, bad. Right, right. Really bad. Yeah, not good. Okay, so who's who's uh who's returning? Uh returners myself, obviously. Um Brennan Percy is still involved with the team, but he's currently living in Colorado studying at a doing a nursing program. Corey Duran is back again, Anthony Ferretti. Um we had Joel Holt last year, we have him again this year, that's another Chico guy. Uh we have Robert Lander again. 
and um, Fergus, Fergus Liam, who lives in uh, San Francisco, yeah. he'll be back as well. And then the new guys we have are Josh that we already mentioned, and uh, we picked up Jeffrey Morton, or I think a lot of times his, his actual birth name is Mark Morton. You'll see on his license and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, Mark Mark Morton's been impressive the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he had a good result at Cherry Pie, raced good again today, and maybe was... 10th or 11th or 9th he was up there again so no we, uh, we snagged him for a reason he was racing for the cycle sport team last year and okay uh, 10th good call yeah, yeah 10th today today yeah i think you, uh, cherry pie was fourth is that right fourth thanks to best relegation yes yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a result it's still. a result <laughs> right there behind the sprint so yeah, yeah he's getting in it for being a fairly newbie cat too and new to the team and having basically acquired those results by himself that's yeah, and you're saying today, Kurt, that he was riding pretty smooth. Yeah, he's yeah. just a good, good wheel. Seems like yeah, I didn't know he was a newbie. He seems seems like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he has a kind of mountain bike background. He got into the sport from high school mountain biking. So cool. So do any what the new guys on the team? Where's their kind of their riding style and focus? Is it is it a lot of crit road racing, climbing? Yeah. What do you have? Because we have yet to see like I think all of Jeffrey's capacity. Um, we've been doing a lot of kind of off season epics with him, and he's one of the first ones to the top every climb. He's one of the first guys every time we're sprinting for a city limit. He's always in rotation. He's, I don't know what he can't do yet. Right, yeah. You haven't, you haven't pressed him yet. Yeah. I, That's we've yet cool. to find out. Um, he's got a, he's got a sprint in him. He can bunch sprint a bit, but I wouldn't call him a bunch sprinter. He's got some climbing, but he's not a climber. Uh, he can probably TT. I, I don't know yet what he's going to be capable of, or I guess I don't know what he's going to be incapable of. Is he up in Chico as well? He is actually lives in Lakeport in, okay. in the Lakeport area. Um, his family's from there, and he is just recently moved to Santa Rosa to go to the, the junior college. There. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> do you want to take anything back? You want to yeah, edit that it, out? It, I'm sure it's a fine <laughs> school. It, it was, it's just a joke, you know. It doesn't doesn't mean it applies to everybody, Kurt. Uh, so, with your your team uh, in the past, having done Valley of the Sun, I think we've seen you at. Cascade and some of the other big stage races. Do you guys have anything of that caliber that you're targeting this year or kind of keeping more local? Yeah. Like, like I mentioned, the team has kind of um, always had a focus on making sure that we upgrade our guys, which means that going to stage races is really important for a lot of the guys. Um, most of the team is fairly upgraded at this point. We've only got, I think two guys, three, maybe. Yeah. Three that are still cat twos. The rest are all cat ones at this point. And since we sort of are mostly a crit team, stage races aren't aren't big targets for us. Um, a lot of the guys don't want to train enough to be able to go uphill. We want to be able to have a beer or three in the afternoon after a race and yeah. not have to worry about it. So um, we do like traveling and, and going and doing that stuff. It's it's super fun. So we picked um, Toad this year. We're going to be going to oh, Tour of nice. America's Airlines cool. as a team. Yeah, that'll be a fun one for us. What time of the year is that? It is late june i think okay yes it is late june because it finishes three days before our district crit championships the fourth of july the fourth of july fourth of july which we're excited about how do you feel about that we're really excited about it too um district crit championships is a result that has plagued us the past couple years we've always been feeling like we were really close to having it's something that anthony's wanted to a notch he's wanted to have in his belt you know and um yeah, uh, Anthony studied at UC Davis, so it's like kind of feels like a homecoming. <laughs> yeah, a, a little in a way. Yeah, so we're all, we're kind of excited for it, and we always feel bad because 
we like racing the Cal Cup, but a lot of guys don't like racing the Cal Cup. They're burnt at that point. So it's been Oakland last two years. And we're yeah. like, yeah, this is awesome. And then there's like, you know, kind of lower attendance. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have like a big competitive midseason race be the district grid championship race. Yeah, I, I think having it at that time of the year, you're going to see a lot more guys that are peaking for it. So yes. it, it, it's a worthy winner either way, but uh, the field size should be good as well. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Totally. And I imagine Chico stage race, you guys, is probably a, a big one for you as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, Chico is one that we, I mean, it's just, we, we can't help but go to it. It's, I, I can ride five minutes to the time trial course and five minutes to the crit course from my house. So, and everybody else in town can, and we can host all the teammates really easily. So we will definitely be out at Chico. What? Were you guys target wildflower this year? Cause I know previously you guys had, I think you stacked the podium with three deep at least. Yeah. Maybe, are you, are you, is that a, a race or is that a race that you'll be doing? Uh, I will probably ride the wildflower. Yes. Okay. Just curious. I might be out there. I, last year, I, I wrote it on the tandem with my wife. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kurt's yeah. A race, by the way. Right. So yeah. okay. he's, well, he's looking to a different category. Yeah. So I don't thin know. out the herd a little. <laughs> oh, the the, uh, the the tandem. Does. Yeah. yeah. The tandem. Yeah, tandem. Yeah. That's not fair to race against someone with a one one person bike. <laughs> Correct. I'll follow him on the descents. But yeah. Uh, so question then uh, with Chico. Um, you guys are probably forced to split up squad then since not everyone's yeah. at one. So I think it's a P1 and then a two only. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it gives you a chance to win twice. Yeah, you could put it that way. Uh, anybody f- focusing on that? I mean, you know, there was a big debate of whether it's uh, Merck style or, or TT right, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the reality of it is um, I think most of our team, because a lot of our guys are upgraded, traditionally in the past when we're trying to earn upgrades – We've all had really big early seasons, and this year it's like the train's taking its time getting up to speed. So guys are really still just thinking about coming into form, and I don't think Chico is, even though it's hometown race, is a target on Aylan's radar more than anything. It's probably like a, a platform for the rest of the season. Right. So, And racing it in, in the one category um, in the past couple seasons when you've had KHS there and yeah. Rally there, it's... Like I can't do 400 watts for 20 minutes, so I'm not going to win or come close to winning, and uh, I'll hang on as long as I can. Kind of a deal, you know. It's it's really fun. It's great to go get four days of racing, but or three days, four races. But uh, yeah, not not a target. I don't think for any of our Cat One guys, um, our Cat Twos, uh, Jeffrey, I think probably be coming into pretty good form at that point, and he won the circuit race in the threes at Chico last year, so. It's a different ball game in the twos, but you know I think he's got maybe the right stuff for it. We'll see. Did you look at? Have you looked at Red yet? Are any big teams, or is it is it more like today at Snelling, where it's just a lot of local strong guys? In the Cat One, um, Pro One, yeah, the Pro One race, there are two people currently registered. Oh well, which yeah. I don't think either of them are actually attending. Okay, Evan Huffman and and Corey Williams. Oh, okay. So. I'm not sure if KHS or uh, Rally are showing up, but okay. So well, but okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, huh. So w- any other big goals for you guys this year? Then um, Toad and no other travel. Yeah, Toad's on there as like I think the vast majority of the team's going to try and make it to that. A couple of the guys we talked about um, maybe going to BC Super Week. Um, some of the guys have talked about Tulsa, but I think that's kind of it as far as travel stuff. And then we just have more like in-district goals. Um, Cal Cup, we always love racing the Cal Cup. Um, 
being in Chico, much like being in Sacramento, you end up riding in a lot of hot weather and uh, the Bay Area guys just tend to really hate the hot weather. So it just plays into your favor when you're used to sweltering heat. Uh, so we love racing that kind of late season, hot summer, Central Valley stuff. Have you done, uh, tried to to do anything because that's a long season i mean yeah we're february and we're already you know racing a bunch um and that's way end of the year that's a long season are you doing anything for cal cup to make or you just ride all year and kind of sickness yeah. happens yeah and vacations happen and just kind of go with it well like, like i said it's like we kind of have that slow ramp up into the season right now um and then most of the guys have family and jobs and school and stuff and i think it, it because they're normal lives they get these forced breaks where they got to take time off and end up dropping off a little bit and they can just build back up so i don't know i usually race until i'm kind of dead toasted and then <laughs> take a little break and then build back up again yeah. it's usually time for more another bulk of races that i want to do and then kind of taper off again and then build back up for that last bulk so it kind of it's big three peak season i guess so, uh, so uh, and you specifically uh How'd you do? How'd you end up doing last year? I, you know, we were kind of looking at some of your results, and you had some wins. So, yeah, how, how things go for you? Last year was um, a good season for me. I was really focused on uh, earning my upgrade, and being that I'm not a bunch sprinter, um, it was hard for the team to be of assistance to me. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had to earn a lot of that stuff out. Like, okay, I'm just going to go do this race and give it a go and see how it turns out. So I won a couple of races um, in the way that I win them best i guess or the, the way that suits me most um which is usually off the front yeah. is, is kind of the way the way i'm gonna win a race or out of a small group or something like that it's not gonna be a pack coming to the line i'm probably not gonna be winning a race but um yeah so that's i won a a red kite the bump circuit race out of a two-man break and i won uh the cola vita cat i think it was a cat two three race out of a two-man break yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank now, you. Are you working with anybody, like coach-wise, or do you do that all your own? Or uh, I do all my own. I, have you ever worked with a coach? Well, I worked for <laughs> I just, a coach. No, I, come yeah. on. Why, why can't I ask? I, I'm curious. You know, yeah, everyone, you, have your own, you, have, you have a little bit of a coaching business, I, don't you? I do coach people, yeah. So then there you go. Then you, I worked for, uh, I used to live in the area. And, and Let's talk about your coaching. To, but this is how I lead into the coaching business. That <laughs> well doing. done. Well done. Yes. <laughs> What's, what's your coach, coaching business name? Uh, well, I work for Athletic Camps. Okay. You work yeah. for it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And so. You worked for them when you were down here, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, you I worked just for here. Do you have, how does that work? Is that like people come under him or, do, or and then the, he pushes them out to different coaches or do they approach you personally? The, the latter. Yeah. So I kind of follow his template and his model and um, utilize his resources and then kind of go find my own clients to coach and work directly with them. Um yeah, is, it, so. is it a lot of local guys like the Chico area? Yes, yeah, it's primarily all local people. Yeah, and you can utilize him as a coaching resource and, Absolutely. and use his kind of I umbrella do, services. I do that pretty regularly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. we we get on the phone. So do you you coach yourself then? Yeah, I mean, a t- a I don't. Quiet? I like I've been I've been at this long enough that I know I need to make sure that bikes are fun for me and that it's a balance. So I don't really write a program for myself, but I also have a good feel for like, man, I'm really lacking in. I need yeah. to focus on that, so I kind you're, of you're you're sprinting. Yes. Okay. My sprinting is okay. The it's the bunch not? sprinting that's bad, but that's hard to train, right? Like yeah, unless is. you want to ride with fifty people. All the how, time. how was your bunch sprinting uh, at the Roseville Criterion? <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, Kurt won. <laughs> we were trying to well, think. Kurt about, didn't bunch sprint. No, 
But I was trying to remember that today. You, you know what yeah, I'm talking about? The little, uh, the bunch of people. I don't know. Eric little... Brick... Did you go down in that one? We were trying to remember if you've wrecked or no, no Brickler it was just did. Eric. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys uh, finished up, you and Kurt. And maybe, I know Casey was out there. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I think Casey just followed me while I chased Kurt. And then. Thank you, Tyler, <laughs> for using my question for me. Wow. Appreciate that. Was that going to be your question? Yeah. How did I look up there? Did I look pretty good up there. <laughs> okay. Uh, 2012. Yeah. What a good year. Was that yeah. Back in 2012. Oh, yeah. You were wearing red at the yeah, time, right? You weren't even on our team. Right. Yeah. You should have won, Ryan. What's wrong with you? Uh, so Snelling, you did Snelling today. I did some of Snelling today. Some, yes. some of Snelling today. It's sad story. And uh, first of all, what was your guys' plan going in there? Did you have any? Was there anybody that you were looking for? Yeah, specifically. Well, we only had three guys at the race: myself, um, Bob, and Jeffrey. And uh, our plan was: we knew that there were going to be teams there that had more numbers than us, so we were going to be not instigators, just follow stuff if it looked threatening. Um, kind of feel out how what the vibe was going to be in the race if if people were trying to push a break up the road then myself or bob or jeffrey any any of the three of us could get into it um and if not we wanted to make sure that we were going to lead jeffrey out um for the bunch sprint in the end and uh, if jeffrey didn't have the legs then it was going to be for me so that was kind of the order of plans i guess and uh it early on it started quickly You'd see the attacks go and you'd see that they were not going anywhere and there yeah. wasn't enough wind and there wasn't enough leash. Um, so I started talking to guys like, Hey, like don't, don't be wasting your energy trying to get up the road. I don't think anything's going to go. Like if we have to scramble later, we can, but don't, don't, don't waste energy now. And uh, so we all kind of were just starting to sit in and then I decided to take a nap on the ground. <laughs> That's a hard nap to take. It was. Uh, so I think I, and I was saying this earlier, I think I ran into your backside. Yeah. And so yeah. there was a bridge about two thirds of the way around and it was really rough and bottles were everywhere. Uh, I know Josh Carlin, we said broke his bike and some wheels. Yeah. Some other guys, were, you went down. Uh, I was able to slide on my rear wheel and just run into you and not go down, but um, then we chased and we never caught. But uh, any damage to yourself, your bike? It's like the, some just, blood there. Just elbows and knees, and yeah, I I got up and I'm like, wow, that actually wasn't too bad. Like that was a well, mellow crash, you yeah. know. Yeah, I was. I think I was one of the last guys to kind of hit yeah. the pile up, so I probably scrubbed most of my speed. I just didn't scrub as much as you. No, yeah. I just got lucky. There was a gap that I had plenty of time to shoot the hole and yeah. hit it. But uh, did you see what happened? Uh, like, or was yeah, it just like, I no, mean, it was kind of calling chaotic. out names yeah, or anything. No, you know? I, I couldn't point to anything specific other than, you know, we hit that bridge and um, it is like, like really chunky and bottles started going. And I think people were just dodging bottles instead of hopping them or running into them. Yeah. And uh, I think that probably caused overlap of wheels and pushing somebody over and the chaos ensued. So It seems like that's an issue in every field every year. That, that bridge on the first lap is just a, like a bottle ejection zone and, it seems like by this point in the game, people would kind of have that figured out and maybe work to secure their bottles a little more or just give a little more space. Because at that point in the race, yeah, you're not going to win or lose it there unless you crash, obviously. But it just seems like that's a known hazard and it's, it's an issue every year. When they yeah. even warned us at the start that, you know, told us about the bridge. It's yeah. really bad on the outsides. And I found the middle was not so good either. But, <laughs> the bridge um, was even lined in cones on both sides. Like, yeah. yeah the, the middle was actually worse than the, especially the right side, but. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. the official. So, oh, well. Kurt, you were in there for more than half a lap. Uh, <laughs> did Were there bottle issues further 
on in the race? It was or just it that kinda, first lap. We yeah. kind of hit it. We, we hit it a little hotter in that first lap than we did yeah. any other. I mean, you know, maybe guys kind of wised up to what had happened the first yeah. lap. But after that, people were pretty cautious and uh, people were just hopping like the bumps that were there. Like, I think once you go over it once, you kind of yeah. know, you know, at the end in the middle, there was a bump. You know, there's a few spots where you just kind of be, you're just careful. Uh, but the first lap was obviously carnage. I, re- I was telling Tyler that um, I heard a crash and then it got really silent behind me. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. This is bad. Because, <laughs> you know, when it's silent behind you, yeah, there's a lot of people down. Right. They're going to be yelling for you to stop, <laughs> yeah. come back. <laughs> Pace me back up here. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I had my headphones in. <laughs> nice. I don't think that's okay. So, so go ahead. I was going to say, so, so I didn't go. I, I sat on the couch all day. I, I missed out on the crash, luckily. Um. What was the the team situation like out there? Was there a lot of mics, a lot of Mark Pro? Who was who was represented? A lot of mics. A lot of mics. Okay. One Willie for Mark Pro. Sometimes I think the rest of the teams in the Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Tarun had a. I think they had a decent presence out there. Okay. Cliff maybe had one or two, three riders. I mean, it looked like from the results, a really big, a really big field. So, it was just a lot of ones and twos, or yeah. I, I want to Davis say, had a number of guys as well. Davis. Yeah, Davis was probably maybe the second most represented team, mm-hmm. I would guess. Yeah. So, uh, Stork. Uh, oh, OVCB, Oak Valley Community Bank had of three or okay. four. Um, they had they had terrible luck today because uh, obviously Josh got caught in the first crash. Uh, their younger rider Cameron Hawk got caught um, maybe the fourth or fifth lap on the climb, just clipped wheels and went down. It looked like pretty hard. Hopefully, he's okay. Tell us about the the mailbox. Oh man. <laughs> did you I don't, do, maybe you know more about it? You just said you saw it happen. Did yeah, you, I saw did, it happen too. Oh you did. Were you following? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, after after I wrecked, I chased for about thirty seconds and realized well this isn't happening. Decided to ride a lap for fun. Went and grabbed the van, stood in the feed zone, and after the field came through, I figured they wouldn't want us driving backward on the course. Like, oh I'll just follow the race and up in the van was a like, great view out on the field and so yeah. you will know what happened, but what I saw <laughs> was oh, exciting. Um, I think it was a cycle sport. It was specialized rider. Yeah. He went up on like a berm, basically, like like you would do on a mountain bike or something, where you're like riding this berm, and then it like kind of ejected him towards like a country mailbox, which was probably fortified like a four with by concrete, four, like big legit mailbox. Yeah, super solid and. Brian could probably pick up the story from here because all I, I to me it didn't look good, but I kept I kept riding <laughs> because I know there's heroes like this guy that are was, in was the, the cars. mailbox still intact? The mailbox was still there. The bike did not fare as well. Oh jeez, yeah. The, how did the how did the rider fare? The rider was laying there, and the medic or the excuse me the uh, the follow moto immediately stopped and went to his aid and would not let the rider get up. I think mostly because of how catastrophic and exciting the crash looked he figured he must have destroyed himself and he had to have a broken neck or something because it looked that bad <laughs> it looked it, it was raced a long time that was one of the more spectacular yeah. launches into a very solid object i've ever seen <laughs> have you ever seen super dave osborne <laughs> <laughs> like launched out of a yeah, cannon yeah yeah into a wall that so right. I'm sorry to make light of this no i'm hoping yeah. from what i understand he's okay well then we're all good it was it was bad enough the moto official would not let him move. He kept him on his back. He was trying to immobilize him. He got the medics coming over. Um, That's good. The the kid he was a, he was a young guy who yeah. had crashed. Um, seemed pretty spry and like 
am I alive? Okay, yeah. They're you know checking, making sure he knew what day of the week it was, all that good stuff, and everything seemed good. He was moving his hands, moving his feet, and it's like, you think I can get up? Like, no, just stay put. So he seemed great. I picked up his bike, and I was like, oh, crud, he totally just broke his top tube in half. Uh-huh. Figured his bars had swung into it. It was a Madone, and the bars don't go that far. I was like, oh, dang, the only way this top tube broke is if the top tube had smashed into the mailbox. So he hit so hard that the mailbox broke his bicycle. How was the mailbox? I, you know, I didn't ask, actually. Okay. <laughs> I, I bet you it was fine, because the, the sound was... It's seen worse. It's those country boys out there <laughs> yeah, with their oh, mats. Yeah. Drunk yeah, with yeah, a... Yeah. 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 But that's, it was that same section of the road, too. It wasn't to the bridge yet, but it was that same section. And, and sure enough, this kid... It suddenly, you know, like the group is on the road and this kid's riding in the dirt like, man, what's he doing over there? And it looked like he just saw the sweet berm he had to hit and he went and rode up the side of it and they kind of took it off a jump and then nailed the mailbox. So, so that is what it looked like. Is it that, looked intentional. That that doesn't make mailbox. any other sense. Any, like to me, I can't understand how he was over there. Yeah, it, there was definitely a driveway there. Uh, I mean, the only thing I can figure is it was the last lap of the race. He was dead tired, probably a little cross-eyed at the back. And probably looked up and realized, oh, crap, and had to course correct, overcorrect it, ended up in this driveway riding along down this uh, this little drainage thing, and, and the rest is history. Yikes. That's yeah. on the little downhill section where you, you're gaining oh, decent yes. speed. You're yes. Right before the bridge, a little, oh, little yeah. downhill. Yeah. Yeah, prob- yeah. Probably close to the fast, unless wind is playing a factor, probably the closest to the fastest place on that course. Yeah. 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 Yikes. He didn't want to hit the bridge. So wind wasn't a factor today is what I'm kind of Not really. picking up? No. I mean, when you're chasing for four or five laps. Nah. <laughs> it was like it would, wear, it would be like a wear on you kind of wind, but not like a decisive selection. Not yeah, decisive. It wasn't yeah. And we could talk yeah. about the, the actual race itself. Um, I didn't. I saw the last two laps, I think, come through. And two guys brought, was it uh, Cam and Thompson? Justin. Yeah. Was yeah, it a, a Mike's yeah, bike and they, a Mike's dev? No, no, it was, it was uh, Tarun. Mike Spikes and Squadra. Yeah, or okay. Tarun. And they were they had uh, fifty five seconds. Then the next time they came through, they had almost a minute, but it was like thirty seconds to uh, Guardy. I think that's who it was up there. And then you guys it's just true. yeah sucked them all in. So I think it was you at the front, Kurt. Right, working. That would not be true. And then we had yeah. and we could tell the the results here. We finally got him up. So Chris Reichert ends up winning. And uh, from the ne- the first corner, I could hear him yell as he won. So. Wow. Yeah, it's hefty. Uh, Jeff Linder, uh, Tarun in second, and Willie Myers coming out third uh, from Mark Pro. Pretty solid. Kurt Mills topping in at 33rd <laughs> from Nevada City. So well it was a, a field field sprint finish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Congrats to Willie, too, because I don't think he, he had any teammates out there. So that's no, a pretty... He did not. Uh, he, he was just chilling the whole race and to know that at the end, if it comes together, you got that sprint. That's a pretty cool, I would imagine that's a cool feeling to have. So yeah. Yeah. Good for him. That, yeah. Although that's a weird, you know, that, that whole road is so rough coming down to that finish and you got to be somewhat close to, you know, the first few guys through the last corner. It's what, 250 or so, almost 300 from the corner Yeah, and a little uphill. So he was obviously, uh, that's a lot of work getting into there. Yeah. Just and not without a surprise teammates. that he's there. No. Yeah, yeah. He said he went, uh, about sixth or seventh through that turn. Yeah. And that was about where it needed to be. So impressive. Yep. Yeah, impressive. Well, you know, we would still want to talk about before we, we could talk more about Snelling and some other ones too, but Pascenta. Um, yeah. I know it's a big deal out in your area. It is. Um, yeah. And how'd that, 
how'd that go this year? And why did you let a junior win? That's a great question. <laughs> um, maybe real quick, just uh, describe what Pascenta is the, yeah. itself. And then we can talk about the actual event. Pascenta is a unofficial unsanctioned century slash race that occurs every Super Bowl Sunday. Um, if you show up to uh, one mile recreation area in Chico on Super Bowl Sunday at 8am, there will be anywhere from a hundred to, 250, 300 other people there looking to ride this 100-mile route or a part of it. Um, and those that want to are there to race, and the rest are just out there for a great ride. Um, yeah, and so it just is a – it is a primarily flat with a couple of rollers on the backside, um, single loop. It's not out and back. It's a, It actually makes kind of a loop back into town, and it actually crosses the same gravel section of road that you cross when you do the road race at the Chico stage race, just the opposite direction. So okay. do, do you know how that started? It's been going on forever. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how it started other than kind of what I've heard. Um, but it sounded like originally there were some guys that were going to be having Super Bowl parties in the afternoon and wanted to get out for a ride in the morning before they had their afternoon obligations. And they started picking this route to do to go to 100 miles and it just kind of took off and became its own thing after that. I'm not sure yeah. what motivated it to grow other than, you know, it hasn't been for a few years, but um, you used to have always have pros show up as kind of an early season opener. You'd have both the Jacques Mains brothers out there. You'd have Ian Boswell come out. Um, Paul Mock, those guys were all Did Paul Mock ever win? Winners. I don't know if he ever won. I don't think he did. Wow. Max Jenkins definitely won as a pro. Yeah, yeah. Have you won? I have not won. <laughs> It was on my agenda this year. So how'd this year shake out? Uh, it was. It ended up being surprisingly windy. Like it's, it normally is windy um, after you cross the highway and you get out closer to Pascenta. Once you get across Highway Five, um, and the wind forecast was pretty low. It was really not very windy in town. And once we crossed the highway, it turned out it was going to be really windy. And from there, it started to split up. Uh, a break of two went clear, followed by a chase of three, followed by a chase of two, and that was kind of the break of the day and and what was left of a field was about 30 35 guys behind that said <laughs> have fun up there um and i was like ah, i can't have that i know i've got a teammate up there two teammates but nobody back here is chasing so i'll just bridge across to it so i went across with three other people including the uh, winner of the day um well done taking, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> taking the uh the junior across to uh the break i'm sure your thought then is nah just help me out, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we, we did a, a sweet 20-minute team time trial to get across and made the catch right before the rollers going into the gravel. Um, had to encourage Creighton Gruber to stay there because he was, he was doubting himself and not feeling awesome being 40 miles in and having to time trial for 20 minutes up to a break knowing he still had half of his day's work yet to go. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we crossed the gravel, and my teammate Anthony – saw that I'd arrived. He knew that he wanted to work for me and he was just kind of up the road, um, taking all the pressure off me. So he went to the front and, and, uh, took us through the gravel, took us through the rollers on the backside, took us the next 25 miles. So none of us had to do any work. He pulled the entire group the entire way until he blew up and that was his job for the day. Wow. wow. Yeah. So completely sacrificial. It was very impressive to see him just tow these 10 guys around at 25 miles an hour and not let not require anyone else to work so that Corey and I were both on the same team could sit in you know like we've got a teammate doing our work for us and that was kind of nice so there were two cliff riders in that move and um uh Creighton and uh, a couple of locals and uh 
uh, who else was in there? Claudio. Michael Claudio was in it. Um, He's been in everything this year. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> Damn Claudio. He has. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, oh, there was um, one writer from Mark Pro as well. Uh, Dave Christensen was there too. Mm. He's looking on really good form. Uh, and I guess no one after Anthony was done, there was absolutely zero coordination, even though we still had 25 miles of dead flat, straight, windy riding to do with no one being able to go anywhere. So it just became mindless punches of attack and counterattack all the way to the finish. And eventually the 16 year old attacks with five miles to go. And we're all like, hey, everything's come back so far. He's this little <laughs> 130 pound kid. He's not well, going anywhere. You had anywhere. to coax him along, you know, 40 yeah, miles yeah, back, right. 50. He had told me about five miles prior. He'd come, come up to me and go, Ryan, you know, I don't have anything left. Um, is there anything I can do to help you in the end? And I said, no, man, just stay in it. You're good. Yes. Just don't win. Just sit up when, you're, when you're, before you win. <laughs> yeah. They went up to my teammate and told him the same thing. And he was like, no, just follow me in the finish. You'll be fine. And then he went and, uh, yeah, he said he started out like 25 miles an hour and then 24 and 23. He came across the finish line doing about 15 miles an hour pedaling with one leg as the other leg was completely cramped up. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry you didn't win. That's good. Yeah. For you. you know, I saw he won today in the threes too. He did. Uh, yeah, but he's with Team Swift, so he won. He I don't know who Madison Titus is, and then our guy Stefan Creason got third. Uh, probably doing pushing about 40 RPMs. <laughs> <laughs> that is mo. Yeah, yeah Stefan's stuck in the 10. He has a 10. <laughs> Does he really? And a 55 up front, I right. think. Yeah, yeah, and he he special. He Those are his climbing team. gears. Yeah. He's unique. Uh, no, so Pascenta, obviously, hey, um, there's a bunch of people. How was the crowd size pretty good? Because it was good weather that day. Yeah, besides yeah. You know, the wind out further, but um, yeah, it was a it was a fair sized crowd. I mean, a lot of families come out just to watch, you know, uh, some rider they know just come out and do the ride and finish, and a number of locals come out and that don't want to participate that are just involved in the bike community to watch the finish. So it was it was pretty fair number of people it was also the same day that um cyclocross worlds was going on um right. so we all went to one of the local bike shops that has some beer and coffee and hung out there and watched worlds and had waffle belgian waffles and, and worlds was a great way to wrap up after Priscilla. Oh, yeah so so the trophy first off the trophy was, yes is there was there a female winner this year uh you know i there probably was there were definitely women in the race but um i don't recall anyone okay. giving another female trophy. um the trophy do the does the does the winner get to keep the trophy for the whole year or yes. okay and then what is the ever trophy? not get the trophy back yeah i've always wondered about that and the years i've done it there's always a trophy at the finish so okay. i suppose it always gets returned the trophy is this extremely unique it probably originally was a trophy at some point and it's got a little kind of placard on that front that says Piscinta winner. Um, and it has just had, it's a eclectic collection of just stuff that's been added to it <laughs> over the years. Each winner adds an item to the trophy every year. So there's, there's a chain ring and there's, you know, a, a part of a busted tubular wheel and there's um, some gravel on it and there's a little army man and all this stuff just glued to it. So every year the winner, winner adds something. Who's responsible for like, at this point, is there somebody that organizes it or no? Okay, it just it just happens on everybody Super Bowl knows Sunday. it just everybody happens. Knows. It is like its own entity. It's, that is it's just, cool. It is kind of neat. Yeah, wow. no idea how the trophy shows up there every year. Then I know how it showed up this year, just because I know who won it last year, and I made sure to get it from him. Okay, um, but uh, at, prior to that, I mean, Ian Boswell won it, and then I think he was had gotten picked up with Team Sky that year, and I think he had to yeah. mail it back. You know, yeah, I mean, probably. it was or left it behind or whatever. So. Yeah. So usually it's it's the past winner that brings it out. It's not like yes. an organizer yes. that comes out. And, no, because there isn't it. an organizer. Right. Yeah. 
It's crazy. It's just yeah. the, who conducts your, your the winner's obligation. <laughs> who does the podium ceremony then? Yeah, they don't have one. Self-selected. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen pictures. Yeah, there's, there's a picture of the winner. Yeah. Usually the dad of the person that won. That's, that's really true. excited. That's how. I, that's what we found out about it. His dad posted something online. Yeah, a little video. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was, I was surprised that uh, he won, but you know, maybe he's, he's obviously a strong writer. Tyler thought it was fake. Yeah, he's Creighton <laughs> is um, very impressive. He's, he's not um, like an all-star talent. He's not some kid that's going to be going and winning. Do you coach him? Nats, I do not. Um, He's on Team Swift, and he's got great support system there, but he's kind of like just this really hardworking kid that's yeah. really focused and loves riding bikes and loves racing. And that goes a long way then. Yeah, and it, I think it's just like he's spent a lot of time riding with our team, and we're, we really enjoy riding with him. And, uh, you know, he's, he's always one to ask a lot of questions. He listens really, really well. Um, and so even earlier in the season, he was doing, he was at Folsom, spent his whole day like off the front in his, his race. One most aggressive rider at Folsom. It sounds like he's he's pretty good at uh, telling you one thing and doing another. Yeah, too. I feel like he duped, <laughs> he's really duped these guys. Well, I, I like yeah. this kid. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> learning to eat early. Maybe, I hope I've learned my lesson, I guess. Yeah. He doesn't get any, any extra leeway. Reminds down. me of another junior locally that he, he's, been, <laughs> he's been doing this local group ride um, with us probably for like five or six years. And he told Chris one day when he got in a break with him that he didn't know the route, so he couldn't take a pole because he didn't know where the next turn was. And I'm like, that kid's been out here every week for like I six think it's years. his team's his team ride too. Yeah, yeah, it's his team ride. So um it sounds like Perfect. another one of those kids that's maybe a little further yeah, and along. You, and you guys are dumb enough to buy it. That's good. Next time someone says that to you, just attack. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no yeah. I'm, no more no more grace there. Yeah. Creighton does live down um he lives part time with his mom and Chico and part time um with his dad here in Folsom, so you guys will probably see him on um some yeah, Wednesday night rides. We've and, seen him on um, some of the He's been Coffee on Coffee Republic, Republic and yeah. stuff, yeah. He hits some of that stuff too. He didn't know the route there either. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Beat Chris in a sprint. Where does this after, climb after end? this podcast he like no one will ever give right. him any lenience at all. Don't trust him. Well, he he won the threes today too, and that's no. Um, I mean, our two guys, that, uh, Jeff Scott, got six there. I mean, he's strong, and I guess there was a break of what three or so. That I think there was a break of five because Jeff got the field sprint. Oh, okay, as far as I understand. Yeah, so I mean, that's yeah. that's that's a strong showing anyway. Uh, oh, let's let's get back to f- finish it up. Just a few of these results that are out there: thirty fives, one, two, three. Chris Coble, Todd Markels, and Chris Evans. So Coble was also in the P12 field. I don't see that he just, won, but he just wanted to get a lot of miles. Yeah, he was, he was short. Uh 45s, Chris Ott, Rick Morgan, Andrew Adelman. And That's the 45123. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Andrew Adelman ride for? Cortec. Okay. There you go. Uh the women, P12, Melanie Wong, Eleanor Velez, and Ivy Audrain. Don't know who she is. That's she uh, was none a of the only team first, rider. Okay, well, it doesn't say what team it is here. Teams like bikes. I don't riders. know that she rides from this year, but yeah. in the past she was with them. Any other notables that you um, want, little nuggets you want to pass along from your race? Either one of you guys for today. The, Did anybody the, else double up a Masters and that's a big day afternoon race? I saw Aaron Patterson. Aaron Patterson for Pete's for Pete's was in the Pro One Two, and he had got sixth or so earlier in the day. Oh, okay, I don't know if he. I don't think he finished that. I don't know what happened. He might have been part of that wreck too. So. Uh, I, I'm sure there were some other people. That's just a long day. It's a long day. It's yeah, an impressive effort, day. though. It was. Uh, I'll say the field sizes were good. So we've been commenting yeah. about the field sizes. Yeah. Again, today was. It, you know, Snelling's always able to draw, but it's impressive how well it draws for the location. 
Right. Yeah. Um, 75, 75 or so minutes in the from the highway. Like it's right. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's similar to Pasquenta. It's just yeah. everyone knows to show up to that race right. for whatever reason. And yeah. uh, the unofficial again, season opener, like nobody told you that you all need to show up this day and they all do. Correct. Yes. I think the weather helped too. I mean, it was yes. 30 degrees. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the morning start was probably a little rough, but I think the afternoon was sunny and high 50s thereabouts. Yeah, it was actually comfortable. Uh, shorts and just arm warmers. Yeah. I had an undershirt, but. You know, when I sat on the side of the road waiting for the keys to the car, <laughs> the car was still on the road uh, for two laps. It was a little uncomfortable at that point, but it's my own problem. Not enough to mention it again. <laughs> Did I mention that? Have I mentioned that before? <laughs> a couple times. Okay. Well, I think you had a huddle behind a sign is what I heard, like a road sign for we, shelter. We, yeah, Andrew <laughs> Shmizu and I did. He was caught up in that as well. Speaking of which, she, uh, Andrew, he, at some point he was riding through an almond field, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as he, only Andrew would do on like lap four or five. And, you know, everybody sees Andrew riding through the almond field. Like, what's this guy from Team Mike's Bikes doing <laughs> riding Down through there. an almond field? Well, did got, he have a I've camera got, with him? I've got the story, actually, on that. And well, he was with us, and we were so close to, to connecting and just not making it. And then one guy came on and started taking these heroic poles. They were a little just shattering our group. And Andrew got pissed off, so he took a left at some point. <laughs> and then later, then later on, he's like winding through these uh, trees. And he's like, I don't think I should be here when some local guard dog starts chasing him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he dished out at like a pack of like gummies or something like that. So he's dog. prepping for the grasshopper series. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, it's a lot of bees out there today, too. Lots of bees. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't know. That's Well, they that, kind of that, released that, the bees a, to, to, to pollinate the blossoms. Yeah. They okay. were attacking Andrew as well. Sure. Yeah. Any Anything else from Chico that you guys, your team? Uh, right. and Bob finished. Yeah, and he looked like he was a little knackered. Who did? He was. Yeah, who? Did Bob let Chris Reichert win. Bob did let Chris Reichert. Let <laughs> you beat him too. I I did beat Bob today. Yes, <laughs> and you also let Chris win. Yes, but he also let Bob Chris Reichert win. Yeah. So. Yes. He looked tired. It's a South River. I was tired. Yes. Yes. Good work though. Okay. Are you guys sponsored by or not at all, or do you we have are. a? Yes, we are sponsored by or not. Okay. Do they do I, kits? What do they do for you guys? Vests. We get um, kind of some outerwear. Yeah, vests. We get yeah. socks from them. Okay. Um, they liked our kits, and they were like, we're going to make a sock that looks like your kits. They made a sock they called the A-Main Socks. So yeah. It's available on Ornott's website if you want to look like us. Nice. They have always have good-looking good stuff, including yeah. your sock. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd, I'd feel weird wearing it. Right, right. It's but it probably, is a nice-looking uh, sock. Who makes your your kit? They do? It's or Jack Rio. Jack Rio does. Okay. Yeah. Do you like those? Yeah. Put them on the spot. We always like to, to, <laughs> to see if anybody will bash their sponsor. Uh, yeah, I was wearing their um, their their road suit today in the race, and did it, it hold up? Yeah, it did oh, not. It did not, I was I was yeah I was yeah. thinking about you after uh, you mentioning how ripped up yours got. Right. I have ripped up a skin suit, and this is a road suit, which I think is a little thicker material anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I kind of did a belly slide and got oh. up. And I was like, Dang, this thing is just dirty, and that's it. Nice. Very excited about it. What's the that. difference between a road suit and a skin suit then? The a road suit has pockets in it and it usually has kind of a, a gap in the front and a full zip, so it ends up feeling like a jersey in the summer. If you take it all the way off, you can a guy can go to the bathroom really easy in it. Um so we need to, that's yeah. more like the San Remo then it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. Okay. Right. We just I think the San Remo is just extremely delicate. Like you can actually go go to the bathroom really easy in any kit. <laughs> just that's true. In it, yes. So that's well, true. it's a bit of a mental block to get over it, hurdle at least to get over it to do that, right? It, do, it doesn't matter if it has pockets. <laughs> I think awesome. you're 
triathlon background maybe helps out with that. <laughs> Try wait, I don't know about this. You have a triathlon background? <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> well done then. I Chris has a has a triathlon feature, not just a background. <laughs> <laughs> I've completed one. I think that's plenty. Yeah, you're down here today. Uh, yeah. What's What's your next few races? You heading back up? First of all, you heading back up to Chico. In a few days here, you spend the weekend down here. We really want to yeah. know what's what's up. Where are you going to be tonight? Uh, <laughs> Your wife's wondering too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm staying at uh, my parents' place in Cameron Park. Okay. Um, this evening, my wife's brother is going to be back in town, uh, or is back in town, I guess. Um, they recently moved to uh, Idaho, so we're hanging out with them all day tomorrow, and then work on Monday. So driving back uh, tomorrow night. And then what's your next? Madeira. Okay. You guys so are doing did. Madeira. Okay. We are. Yeah. Yes. You bringing a whole team out there or just a few of you we will bring the whole team um and it's uh i guess like we talked about well we talked about chico being a nice platform for the rest of the year madera is a nice platform for chico so <laughs> yeah you always use races to train for the races right yeah exactly yeah i think you guys get an extra day of racing if you're doing the p12 right you have an uphill yeah, time trial you got the i think they call it the ben hur yeah. uphill tt yeah so they have do you that done that before i've done it once that tt and this yes. as well yeah the tt once it's um fairly short three four miles something like that i made the mistake doing it on a road bike i figured oh uphill tt you just on a road bike and the first two thirds is rolly slightly gaining elevation and you'd be way better off on a on a time trial bike for that part of it and then the last third is a steep climb but um yeah you're like kind of rolling along descending even a little bit um in the first part of it and then no madera is, is that next weekend it yeah is it's next, next weekend, weekend so uh, maybe we'll hold this podcast to be put out after, so that you, your, your secret there won't be uh, won't be thwarted. People, you know, everyone going with a TT bike because you can't yeah. figure that oh, out. Yeah. Can, you can no, you can publish no. that it's safe. I I do not recommend a time trial helmet if you have a visor though, especially if you're sweaty. Like I, I sweat a lot because I hit the climb and the visor, like the sweat in the face, I end up riding and ripping the visor off and like stuffing it under my my skin suit because I just couldn't see and it was pretty bad. So. I would have liked to have seen that action. Yeah, that's, yeah it was <laughs> terrible. I came across the line like like crying almost, like from the, the sweat and salt in my eyes. So that's a, a time trial. How, how many stages? Four out of four, three days. Four. Okay, yeah, yeah. that'll be good. That'll be fun. Yeah. Just... new time trial too for the uh, for the regular time trial. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Um, it doesn't really matter to me, I guess. Cause yeah. I don't really care, but... Mercs alt mercs or TT stuff. I think TT bikes are allowed. Yeah. yeah. What do you, how, what's your what's your take on that? Uh, I'm not a time trialist. I got beat up a lot on that thread. Did you? Uh, you took the the view of of Mercs. Yeah, you, you wanted yeah, Mercs for Chico. Yeah, yeah I, I always advocate for um, developing riders and junior racers, and I think that uh, time trial bikes are a big inhibiting factor for a lot of those people. And I understand that you can get cheap TT bikes and you can train on them, but um, also I don't see the point in focusing on a, spending that much time on a TT bike to race it in the district four occasions five occasions you get to a year see i don't think that that's a bad take I, I, everyone has their their own reasons but well he's saying getting beat up on it and i don't think that you know some people that just don't like the uh because some of the takes on there were simply just i don't you shouldn't win i don't know it was, seemed a little odd but that's yeah. that's reasonable i think and i'd that's, concede too that the pro race should absolutely be full tt bikes i mean there's there's pros right yeah like yeah they brought a van with a bunch of TT what about like masters that. one two if you bring three. a van that should be the if you bring a van <laughs> yeah. there there's uh yeah that's yeah the i agree with that i, I feel like some people got a little emotional racing though, yeah. like make it work sure who cares yeah yeah shouldn't I, matter i don't have a problem with that i think though if you're if you're you have a one two 
uh, like the Masters guys. I mean, it seems to me. I, I don't. I don't, I don't race Masters, I don't care, but it actually. seems like a lot of the Masters. Um, they are seem to be the very worst. interested in time trialing, yeah. and, and so. I agree a lot with Ryan because I don't have a time trial bike. <laughs> I think I think he had a really good take. I ha- I do have a time trial bike, but I don't think it's it serves me. <laughs> it might be Probably good. slows you down. Yeah. yeah. Wait, are you supposed to be? I don't know. It's it's all stupid. Well, Ryan, we thank thank you for coming in today. Yeah. Uh, sure. Anything else you want to say about your team? How they can get if people want to follow you? I know you guys have a social media. Yeah, uh, out there. Do, uh, where would they find on, you guys? On at? Instagram and Facebook are our main main areas. You can find us, a main cycling team, in both channels. Um, I we try you, and keep it fun. I yeah, you do. I saw you had a uh, fa- no a website too, but it didn't look like it had been updated recently. Let's, yeah, we just don't really pay much attention. Everybody's what's up with that? Nobody's navigating to our website. So yeah, and we basically turned the website into a social feed anyway. So it just yeah, duplicates yeah. all our content from Instagram and Facebook anyway. So all right. Well, yeah. so you can find him out there. Look for him. We'll we'll post those also in the show notes, so you guys can just click on that and get. So thanks for coming in today. Hope you yeah. heal up just fine. Thank we'll you. be seeing you at the races, and uh, you know people out there cheer on a main cycling because they're they're a bunch of good guys. Uh, Chris, do you have anything else to add before we? No, I have nothing. Sorry, it's okay. Your fans are going to be disappointed. Yeah, Kurt, Leave anything from you? No, just. Uh, a main, uh, I think the progression you guys have made has been really impressive the last four years, and it's pr- probably, probably, probably the team that's risen the most that I've seen in the P1T ranks. So congratulations to all your guys, and uh, great you. job. Yeah, and and some nice people. You know, there was a, a race a few years ago. Um, it was after the finish. I, I actually yelled at Anthony about something, and he was, and then I went up and apologized, and he was just. I, I'm I'm saying this because. He was so nice and he didn't rip me apart for it. We had a good conversation and I really appreciate that. You know, I'm a dumbass and I say some yeah, stupid yeah. things after some races. So, <laughs> it's racing. no, but he was a really nice guy and you guys have been nothing but that. And Kurt had said on the ride up here that he was going to kiss you guys all, all night. Here. So <laughs> I thought I would do something. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> Blow wind up his skirt or something like that. All right. Thanks, everybody. Go ahead and give us a like if you want or follow us or share the show around. And uh, thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you.